You're listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio. Hey, good evening, everybody, and welcome back to episode 71 of the AntsMarching.org podcast. I am Matt, and as usual, I am here joined by Joe and Jake. Jake, how are things down in sunny FLA? It is uh, very sunny, a little bit humid, more humid than we like in May, but, you know, that's the price you have to pay for having 60-degree winters. Wah, wah. And you, Joe? Uh, not too bad. I'm actually home for once. Yay. Um, back at home, so enjoying sleeping in my own bed for once. Um, getting ready to go right back at it, though. So those, when those, you those when you go acoustics. home, do you have to... Do you have to like uh, like Google Map it because you don't even know, remember where it is? <laughs> yeah, I was like, where is this place again? Yeah, no, yeah, Google Google doesn't even call it home for me. <laughs> well, um, I am here in Seattle, and it's kind kind of a rainy, lousy, overcast weekend. So we're we're back to we're back to normal. I know that I certainly am home with this kind of weather, but that's okay. That's okay because we're about to bring some sunshine to all of your ears. Oh. For the next little bit there, yeah, yeah. Hope you bring it to my ears. <laughs> well, we've got we've got um, three shows now uh, in the bag since the uh, since our last podcast, since after the Charlottesville show. So we've got a lot to talk about there. We're going to talk about how those shows went. Um, some rare songs popping back up. The setlist game seems to be red hot this year, which is really cool. Um, and we've got obviously a ton of listener questions to go over. Um, so let's start out. Let's go real quick round the horn here. Joe, what are you currently uh, enjoying in terms of adult beverage? All right, let's see if I can do this. You ready? Ooh, boy, I don't All know. right. You got that so mic'd up. I got So I got Great Lakes Brewing. It's uh, out of Cleveland. It's Turntable Pills. It's a Czech-style Pilsner will be the drink of, of this podcast. Jake, what do you got? Uh, I uh, it brought something back from Virginia that I cannot find here in sunny FLA. It's called Caddy wombus and it is a belgian inspired india pale ale and it is out of alexandria virginia from the devil's backbone brewing company and i had one just the other day and it is absolutely delicious Mm. sounds good uh i am drinking i am on on a refrigerator purge right now so i am drinking the last stella artois cider that i had it's premium cider Four and a half percent alcohol. It's naturally gluten free for those celiacs out there. So I'm, um, yeah, I'm having the last cider that was in my. What's fridge. the difference between regular cider and premium cider? Uh, the label. Oh, okay, just checking. Yeah. All right. Sounds so, yummy. So the first one I had of these was not great, uh, and they're kind of growing on me a little bit. They're not so bad. It's full of sugar. That's the only thing. Yeah, they're and they're they're all right, but I, I don't think I can drink more than one a month. Or a year. Well, I'm on pace for more than that, but it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> Tonight. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, like I said earlier, we, we, are, we have three shows um, in the can since the podcast. Uh, we've got Wichita, Kansas, which is the quote-unquote official, unofficial, depends on who at DMV you talk to, tour opener. Uh, Woodlands in, uh, in Houston and Dallas. So, let's dive right in here. Joe, you're at Wichita, right? I was. And I will say, to me, there's no longer a debate. Wichita is, was the first show of the tour. Um, you know, it, the band started messaging it that way as far as Instagram, social media, Twitter. Um, I can say that the band's um, all-access passes that they use 
Um, they did a, a separate one for Seville, and um, and Wichita is is the first of the quote unquote tour from that perspective too. So um, everything but the tour shirt, which is the only thing you referenced as the de facto definition of when that's the tour funny. Starts. That's funny. That's funny. You say that. <laughs> it depends which shirt because there's two shirts. The warehouse shirt doesn't, and then the 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 general shirt does. Um, so you're right. Normally I'd go by the shirt, um, but it doesn't. And um, there's actually a tour a tour poster I think too. And I and if I maybe now I'm going to say it wrong. I believe the tour poster has Charlottesville on it. Maybe Periscopers can correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I think the tour poster, if you're not familiar with the tour poster, it's um, a poster they sell halfway through the show. If they sell out of the um, the venue poster, they'll bring those out halfway out, and um, it's just a poster that has all the tour dates on it. Last year, it was a gumball machine with the gumballs, all the different tour dates. This year, it is a game board and uh, kind of like a, I don't know what you call it, uh, you know, um, Monopoly board, I guess. I'm not sure. Not a Monopoly. More of like a shoots and ladders type of thing with little spaces that are each tour date. So, um, uh, but as far as I'm concerned, starts in Wichita. Um, maybe I'm a little bit biased to that because um, booked my Wichita flight before Seville was announced. Um, and was pretty much locked in going. And uh, here's what I'll say about Wichita. Um, great, great People came out for the show. Um, a lot of locals, some people from St. Louis, a couple people from Chicago. So I don't think it was a lot of people that traveled. It's actually a lot of people that were pretty pretty close. Um, the venue, indoor venue, um, really new um, and kind of interesting the way they set it up. But it was just – it felt small in the sense that it was easy to get into. It wasn't a hassle. All the, all the people there, like security or ushers, they were like totally lax. Like you could do whatever you want. They are like – Sure, you can do that. I don't know. Whatever you want to do, just do what you want. Um, there wasn't even a wristband for the floor. They just like kind of stamped you, and you, really? you could kind of walk. Yeah, you could walk down and up. Like the late the ladies watching the or the ushers watching the steps would just kind of sit there and watch the show, and they they only really cared to look if you stopped to show them. If you just kept walking, they didn't really care. So super laid back. I would say here's what I say about the crowd. A good majority of the crowd sat the entire show, um, and, and um, I think it was just because they could. I mean, it was, you had great seats; there wasn't it wasn't an issue to see. And I think when the first few rows rows sit, you, you don't feel, you know you can sit too and and not feel like you're going to be in someone else's way, or maybe you feel like you're in someone else's way if you are standing. So a lot of the venue outside of you know the floor and then the first couple sections near. Um, the band was sitting, um, which is pretty surprising. But the ba- the energy was still high during the show. I would say at between songs, very very loud cheering. Um, so it, it, that didn't really that didn't really affect um, kind of the people. I think they were just jamming in their seats. Um, uh, other than that, you know, obviously the big the big news from Wichita is um, Shotgun, and um, I would say. I didn't hear a peep when he started to play Shotgun. Um, it was pretty darn quiet. And um, so I think, you know, there wasn't like a big roar like, oh, my gosh, it's Shotgun. There's probably a bigger reaction online than there was at the show. I don't know if, uh, Jake, were you watching online at all to see the people's reaction to um, to Shotgun? I did not watch that one uh, via Periscope. But that was uh, what I had heard also from other reviews was basically the same thing was that, there was a bit of a kind of looking around going, oh, what's this? Where, you know, and there was you, Joe, and like 20 other people jumping up and down going, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> so uh, I, I guess you could say it's more of a um, uh, 
more of a casual fan base than the usual show you would see nowadays. 100%. Very, very casual. The reason you didn't see a Periscope or really get that much out is there was zero cell service inside the building. Zero, zero, zero. Um, and uh, so, uh, you know, I, a couple times I just walked out to out of the venue to uh, to get some messages out. It was a uh, it was really rough. So you couldn't even just you couldn't even get a text message out, and it wasn't a you know uh, couldn't get four G. It was your phone said no service. Um, so it was definitely a dead spot for for reception. So made it a little bit hard getting some of the updates out to you guys, but um, tried to uh, tried to work them in as we could. Well, it's it, it was it, right now. It currently, is the second. I mean, there's only four uh, four shows so far, but it's the second lowest rated song, uh, show of the tour, but barely above the uh, Woodland show. You've got a 3.75 average on uh, 24 reviews. The show flow kind of fits with that second lowest at 31% overall. Um, so uh, it, it basically your, your highlights of the show, um, you've got, you've got, it was really an up and down show. You and me did not rate well. Um, nor did Jimmy think for people who were not at the show. There's Joe and I were talking about this out of all the disparate dis, disparity for, um, Differences, right? Discrepancy between you know basically people who are at the show versus people who are not. Usually they stick around pretty the same. If, if a song is well rated, it's well rated by typically everyone. Jimmy thing seems to be people who are at the show like it. People who are not and are just setless watching do not. Um, and the other the other one is you and me. Is you'll see that across the th- the, the the free shows so far of the tour, you and me also giant separation from people that are at the show and people that aren't and, at the show. And, and oddly enough, it's, it's not a massive gap, but people who were not at the show like Belly Belly Nice, people who were at the show do not. Which is quite surprising. Yeah, kind it was, of a weird it was, flip. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't expecting to see that. People seem to like Belly Belly at the at the show. I don't I don't see a lot of people leaving during it, and um, so I'm, I'm a little bit surprised by that. Yeah, it's whatever. It's kind of you know sometimes people like to be cool and not like the song that they think it's overplayed. But I mean, well, Matt and I were talking about it. I think I don't know if you think this, Jake. Do you think it's just because? It's it's getting a little bit of a bad rating now, just because of how often it's coming up, and it's it's more getting a bad rating just because it's like, all right, mix it up. Not not that's that it's a bad exa- mad bad song, just get, mix it up. That's exactly what it is. I, I think that there's a um, certain percentage of the fans that that truly expect the set list to be completely different every single night. And I mean, completely different. Uh, there's nothing wrong with Belly Belly Nice. It's it's actually a pretty good song. So I I, I don't see why. At some point, you just have to accept that they're going to play some newer songs and you're going to play them a lot. So if they're going to play one, at least let it be Belly Belly Nice. Right. Yeah, and I, I, I dig Belly Belly Nice. I actually kind of compare the new the new songs. I, I kind of set Belly Belly Nice in some ways as the standard for that as being one of the, the somewhat newer ones and has just really good energy, good concert energy. I, I kind of rate things against that, and uh, but I guess maybe I shouldn't given, you know, people are kind of a little bit burnt out of it, it seems. But uh, got the um, got the three new ones again. So continued the trend: um, Samurai Cop, Babla, and Bismarck. And that's Bismarck with a C. CK. CK. Not just Bismarck without a C. Yes. Um, apparently, apparently, uh, some people don't know how to spell Bismarck yet. Well, the, the problem was is the <laughs> band was putting it on the uh, on some of their web pages without the C, and that was confusing because we had the C. Bismarck with a C on the Instagram sheet music that we had earlier, you know, this last year. It was um, on the official set list with a C, um, but then there was some spots without a C. So I think 
I think that's all corrected now. And officially, no doubt, it has a C in it, in case there's anybody wondering. Um, so I had those songs. They're pretty good. Dave did a long, long, long talk before um, before Bobble, I think it was. Uh, and that's one of the times I stepped out to um, to send some uh, some videos out and whatnot. And um, so I didn't really get to hear what he said, but he literally talked for a couple minutes, probably. So um, I think we're I think I saw a taper there, maybe two tapers right in front of um, the soundboard. I don't think it's out yet. Hopefully, um, yeah, the only show that has not yet been been posted. Yeah, hopefully it'll come out maybe down in a, in a few weeks' time, um, and and uh, maybe I missed it. We'll see what he see what he says. But he was very Dave was very talkative. He was doing a lot of Wichita rapping. You know, using Wichita, 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 making little raps out of it. Um, he seemed to be in a really good mood, as did the rest of the band. So um, it kind of translated into the show, I'd say. Oh, that no, pre- not- yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. I, I, I was just going to say, uh, you know, I, Joe, you surprisingly were not at Houston, which is unbelievable that you missed a show. <laughs> inconceivable. <laughs> it is. It is truly inconceivable. I actually watched um, the Houston show on – the uh, periscope uh, on a, I think I ended up watching it over three different periscopes, just kind of the way it went. Um, that's the show that presently, as Matt, you alluded to is, is rated the lowest of the shows that have been played so far, counting uh, Charlottesville as well. And if you just kind of glance over the set list, um, I, I think the reason that it, it's got the marks it, it, it does is for two specific reasons. One it's really not markedly different from any show last year. And uh, there's a one song encore, which is kind of uh, different, wouldn't you say? Yeah, what was well, the encore? Was uh, You what, Might Die you might, Trying. You Might Die Trying by itself. And I know there's a lot of debate, like a single, single song encore, uh-oh, they must have ran up against time barriers and had to get out of there and didn't want to go past curfew. Um, but then we see the official set planned set list. And um, that was the call all along, was to have just a one-song encore with uh, You Might Die Trying. And it's coupled with the Jimmy Thing Sexy MF closer, which, oh, that's god-awful also. Ah, I mean, that's your your opinion. I think that's a popular one. And I think the Sexy MF, that that new kind of version of it, um, I think people are digging too. At least they digged it in uh, in Wichita. So... um, it's not a bad set if you just kind of look at it. It's got songs that, that people like, um, Minarets, um, Crush. Uh, I think the three of us at least are fans of Death on the High Seas, and I think that there's some fans out there that dig it too. Uh, Granny, Seek Up. But it does have uh, one rarity that popped up, which is kind of continuing that little trend, and that would be Dream Girl. Mm. Ah, you guys are supposed to join me on that never yeah 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 um what the most interesting thing about that was is is i'm sitting there watching it uh the the i think that specific periscope was about halfway back probably in the pit so you really got a kind of a wide view of everything, and, and you could kind of hear everybody around. And that song started, and other than the girl holding the phone, you could have heard a pin drop in that place. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just amazing. It's something we've talked about before, but it's so strange how these radio songs from DMB are like the least popular at shows. Right. Yeah. I know it doesn't make any sense. Uh, it, people want. I think all those fans don't come to the shows. <laughs> yeah. 
pretty pretty much. Well, I, it, Thomas Dixon at, at T Dixon 03 made a comment on Twitter and he said, am, am I wrong for feeling disappointed in Houston set list slash short show? Blah, that's a mouthful. Only show I'll get to see this year, dot, dot, dot. So he seems to be pretty down on it, tied to the tied to the set list length as well. You know, it, it's it's unfortunate and I feel bad for him because, um, t- to be honest with you, I, I, I hope it is the worst show of the year because that that would be that would be a good thing. You know, performance-wise, if you just kind of listen to it, the, the band actually sound better there than they did at the other shows, which is kind of strange. But again, I don't think that's really the set list that people are looking for, and I don't think Dream Girl is the rarity that people are looking for. Yeah. So, uh, but that's only marks. I mean, I like it. I mean, other than Dream Girl, which hey, I'll take it because it's a you know it's a song that hasn't been played in a long time. Yeah, I will. I'll, I'll take. I got. I, I got. I did it last year, right? And um, you loved it in Deer Creek, and I did. I loved it because it hasn't been played in forever. Um, <sighs> but you might die trying single thing, single encore. That's the the biggest knock against this. I would say. Um, I love that Seek Up comes back. I love that Death on the High Seas comes back. Um, Crush is great. Um, Minarets coming back is great. I mean, there's a lot of good in this show. Uh, you know, other than the encore. And I think you add one more encore song, maybe two, the the, the show length gets probably where you want it to be. Um, they might have needed to start a little bit earlier for that to happen. Um, and, and I think this is a this is a good show. We will definitely have a worse show this year than than this than this show right here. Guaranteed. Um, hope it's not a show that I'm at. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I, what, why, why? You'll go home happy. I will go home happy. I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I will. Um, but I, 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 really the point I'm making is The Woodlands is not a bad show. I, 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 you know, it could be a little bit longer, but it has still got some really good songs. And it's mixed up from the other shows. I mean, at this point, we only had, you know, Seaville and Wichita. Um, but this set is mixed up from those two, where Wichita, you can kind of say, is, was pretty, pretty darn similar to, um, to, to Seville. Well, that brings us to last night's show in Dallas, where looking on the boards and Twitter, it seems like it was pretty universally loved. And then Joe and I got to talking a little bit. And we said, well, what do you think of this? Eh, it's average. I, I myself didn't look at the set list and see anything that made my eyes pop out, at least in, in relation to everybody's or a lot of people's opinions that this was just a, a magnificent show. Um, I, I don't think I'm being a Debbie Downer. I just I'm not seeing what the big deal was. It's a good show. It, yeah, and, okay, and yeah. It's, it is a good show. It is not a, oh my goodness, crazy good, crazy good show. Like this is going to be the best show of the tour. Um, it is. It is definitely a really good show. Money highlight is last stop mid set. That's pretty. Yeah. That's pretty. Yeah. That's pretty killer. Sugar will wait before it. What would you say before that? Forty one before that. Um, it's got a really good like six song run right in the middle there, which kind of starts with the return of dive in. Dive in, which on, uh, my, on my bucket list that I have not heard, unfortunately. Ooh, I haven't seen it yet. I think I heard yes. the first one ever. I, I think you did. Yes, that's a debutante. Yeah, we... that's a debutante right there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a it's a nice show. The thing that I I found a little interesting again was the um, the big eyed fish into Bismarck, um, which I like Bismarck. I like it a lot, a mm-hmm. whole lot. I'm just kind of wondering if that's taken away Bartender from us. And that's a song that hasn't been played full band um, in about three years, I think, since 2013. 
Mm. That's just kind of just something I noticed that it, that popped up again. So you know, I'm hoping that bartender eventually will make an appearance. I know everybody wants to hear it. So it I, I and like I'll be happy if it comes back and it's not not preceded by Big Eyed Fish too. I, I, yes. I, I but yeah, you, you bring well. up a good point um, that um, that uh, what is it? Uh, uh, um, excuse me. Uh, we were talking about uh, Bismarck has Bismarck. Been pre- yeah been preceded by uh, Big Eyed Fish in all of the shows except for the Woodland Show. The Woodland Show did not have it um, preceding Bismarck, which is kind of different. But I listened to um, the one here from Dallas, and the, the traditions a lot, the transitions a lot smoother. It actually actually overlap a little bit now, where before it was just kind of end, and then Dave kind of tried to remember the riff for Bismarck on, a, on his guitar and then start playing it. Now um, you know Stefan's kind of playing out, playing out the end of Big Eyed Fish, and Dave is already starting Bismarck. So the, it's actually a, a real transition now. Um, and I would say Bismarck from Dallas sounds really good. It's really, really the music part of it is really, really tight. The band has clearly been practicing on some of their off days or in sound checks. I think Bismarck has quite improved from you know from the, the you know from Seville from if you yeah. the last the only time you listen to it if you just listen to the Seville release of it um i would check out um you know the one from Dallas cuz i think it's getting even better i'll 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 note that this was the last night was the first show that i finally gave up on so much bridge too much in the setless game and naturally it shows up <laughs> yeah well course. it's an interesting thing is when you're talking like is this show a, uh, a a wow show like is it like was it just an, a, above above and beyond and uh, we'll get to this later but if you ju- if you use the um, the setlist game as a you know um, uh, a judge of that um, that's not the case the show was um, actually pre- is the most predictable show um, to date so far um, oh yeah a lot of big scores last night a lot of bi- a lot of big scores which means hey you know it's, there it was you, c- you kind of had an idea what was coming so. I think a lot of times the shows that rank higher are, are the the really popular ones or the ones that surprise you and you can't really predict what's coming. Well, to, 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 to how the yeah. tour basically has a vibe so far, we've got a couple questions. Um, Michael Landers at Michael Lander 5 uh, asks, Ants, do you guys support a tour where liberated songs are played frequently? Is it too much of a good thing? Hashtag Ants Podcast. Hashtag free that song they haven't played yet. Free Dodo. <laughs> um i i i am right with you michael uh i would say i think i probably even said this verbatim on previous podcasts that the thing that's and and again right it's easy to say i love this i love that it's more interesting if you ask me in my opinion to talk about how could i make this better right or how what would make it better and so yeah too much of a good thing shouldn't not complaining about hearing these rare songs but it also kind of takes the sweetness out of it to have a super rare song come back and then they play it five out of the next six shows or 10 out of the next 12 shows. It's kind of like, come on, guys. Let it let it maintain a little bit of specialness to it. Um, so I am I would love it if they just drew a song out every show and then maybe they come out and revisit it once, maybe twice more the rest of the tour. But other than that, keep it, keep it mixing up. Mix it up. Yeah, well, see, I, I would be all for that as long as those songs appear at the shows I'm at. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say, yeah, because it, yeah. it's going to come back and everyone's like, oh, I missed the one show that they played Shotgun, so I guess I'm not going to get Shotgun the rest of this tour. I mean, I mean, I mean, li- literally, look at last year. You know you know what was great? I love the fact that they only played Spoon as Dave Solo like once. Wasn't that awesome? 
Yeah, because I was in Tampa when it happened. You know, <laughs> it's just you know. I think I, as much as I see your point, I think it's kind of it would behoove everyone if they kind of got into a little groove and started playing those songs. Um, maybe the answer is that they're going to replace some of the songs that some of the people are sick of, like Belly Belly Nice. I, I don't know. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. I think it's difficult. You can't do this the tour of liberation songs. You're just gonna there's. You're gonna spend through spend through them, right? You know, there's not there's enough, but you're, it just that's too crazy. Now, what they did last year and could totally see them doing again this year is working in a tour debut across each show. So each show is getting some kind of new song tour debut, not necessarily a liberation, but something that hasn't really been played this tour yet. And I think there's probably since they were able to do that last year, I think there's a strong possibility that that theme could continue this year here. Well, Kevin Nesbitt uh, at uh, K Nesbit Six actually asked at Ants Marching, "Do you guys think the band will realistically have a liberation per night? The pace so far, I don't. Just like Joe M alluded to, hashtag Ants Podcast, hashtag Free Dodo. What do you? So think, I Jake? guess uh, I guess you and Kevin think no. I actually think that they can keep it up. Um, I, I, so so how many how many how many tour dates we have we have this tour." Was it 40, uh, well, 46 this, this summer tour? Is that right? Yeah, because you're going to 48 shows, so that makes sense. <laughs> How many songs haven't they played in three years? Well, yeah, and that number is less than, it's like, it's less than 50. It's in the, it's in the mid-40s. Are you sure um, of that? I am sure of that. Um, and so it's it's not realistic. You're, you're gonna have to bring out people people you're gonna have to bring out you know some of the stuff just that is not realistic unless peter's coming out it ain't happening i, I think it's possible matt do you think it's possible i, I do too despite yeah, despite mathematics and facts i think it's possible <laughs> you sound like jake you sound like jake all of a sudden <laughs> I oh, want yeah. all my groceries in one bag, and I do not want that bag heavy. Make it happen. <laughs> there it is. Well, Kevin, I'm with you. It's not realistic. It's more realistic to tour debuts. We'll, we'll continue. But we, you know, and you've got songs that haven't been played in forever, or you know, like Dodo get in line that probably wouldn't go towards that total that you're thinking of, right, Joe? What do you mean when it goes towards that total? Well, there are, are not you ca- 42 right. shows. Well, is Dodo one of those songs? Or not 42 songs. Is Dodo one of those songs? Probably not, right? One of the songs that I would consider like the liberation, right? Yeah, no. Exactly. Well, there you go. There you have it. See, as usual, you and Kevin are just haters. I mean, well, gosh. no, but it, that's it's, it's tour debuts. That would be a tour debut. Not- I don't know why you're so anti Dodo. That's all I want to know. No, I'm not. You guys brought up the example. I didn't. <laughs> so, um, what's really been a cool thing to watch? We've we've been doing the setless game for I don't know what eleven years. Been a really long time. We we basically started it shortly after the site um, kicked off in 2002. So we've been going for 14, I think at least 12 of those years we've been doing the setless game. Um, and we've had a really busy um, and popular games throughout the years. Uh, and maybe tapering off a little bit over the last couple. Well, it's back with a vengeance this year. And I think we owe that to the app. I think people getting in their picks on the, on the DMB Hub app on the phone is really really been a boon for the show uh, for the game one thing that we've noticed also in the past is the first show of the tour is typically the most popular um setless game show because people get picks and then sometimes they have just a lousy 
game or lousy show, and they give up, and that's that. And so you'll see that you know every every show there's less and less people picking. Um, you know, playing this year, uh, we have increased every single show. So Charlottesville is actually the least played show of the tour. And every show after that has increased the amount of people playing, which is pretty incredible at this, you know, to be honest, I can't believe at four shows in that there are still more people playing it than the show before. Yeah, it's awesome. So, um, we got a lot going on, um, with that, uh, we'll just do a quick recap, kind of sports center style. We were thinking about maybe do a little little recap. What do you think about that, Jake? Is that all right with you? Sure. I don't think there's any patent pending on that at all. <laughs> <laughs> so Not somebody, uh, uh, Tim, uh, at be myself on the Periscope. That's what the nightly prize is. Um, we're going to give away one of the Ants um, tour wristbands uh, to each show's winner, and I will I will be beginning the process of reaching out to the winners. Um, however I can, either via Ants or Twitter or whatever, and try to get some addresses. And we're going to mail these guys out to um, to all the show winners. So there's even if you haven't played yet, that's all the more reasons to just start playing. And even if you want to just play one show, if you win, you get a wristband. If you win more than one, you get more than one wristband? No. Okay. <laughs> so once you win, just stop playing. You already won the prize. Oh, but the but the end of the tour, if you win the whole tour, that's big. Oh, that's, that's big? big. Yeah, Jake flies you down and actually will tour you the zoo. Yes, you get to, you get <laughs> the to see the animals and everything. It's <laughs> it's going to be the yeah. greatest. So uh, Wichita was um, you know the quote unquote tour opener, whatever uh, story. The, the story was that nobody got the opener, right? Nobody picked satellite to open that show, which I thought was really cool. Um, it's a strange, strange opener. But, I mean, not strange. It's it's happened, well, but. Uh, no, that was kind of the way things were going. It was kind of unusual openers, which is kind of cool. Very much yep. so. So uh, we had a three-way tie for the winner, uh, and none of them got the opener or the closer. They just did it strictly on uh, songs played and the spots that they got played in. So we had a three-way tie. Each player got 36 points, which is a pretty impressive score. You've got you've got it beyond to get 36 points. Uh, Grace Cree, Av, Colin, and Crush B, 6'10". Uh, Colin had three spots uh, accurately picked. Now, if you if you just get a song and they play that song there, it gets you two points. If you pick that song and they play it in the same slot you picked it in, that gets you a bonus for a total of six points for that one song. Uh, so Colin got three of those. So right away, half of his points were wrapped up in accurate spot picks. And as, Crush did, B as, the gray, as did Gray Street have. Right, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that's pretty impressive, especially for so early in the tour. To get scores like that early on, um, I don't know, it's pretty impressive. I certainly got like 13 points for the show, so terrible, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 16 people um, picked the closer correctly, which was Gray Street. Um, and the most songs picked accurately were 15. So how many how many songs they play Wichita, like 21? They'll have to pull it sure. Up. Something Sounds like right. yeah, something like that. So somebody got fifteen of the twenty-one or twenty-two songs. Uh, Corey Thomas eighty-six, Brian Huffner, and Laidback underscore BB, um, which is pretty impressive. So really well, good. What's interesting is they got fifteen of those songs right, or you know, picked them that they were going to be played, but they didn't get any of them in the right spots. They missed all fifteen of those. None of those landed in the right spot, which is pretty pretty crazy. Do not pick those players for darts. <laughs> yeah. Don't do they'll that. hit the board, but they won't hit the right yeah. spot. Yeah, Joe, you want to wrap up Woodlands? Um, yeah, Woodlands uh, was a, was another close one. Um, you want to know who the winner is? It's your friend I, Matt. I bet I can guess. What? Who do you think? The Heartbreak Kid himself. Heartbreak Tony B. I mean, that's the best. Um, if 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 
there was a game to pick the winner of setless games, I'd pick Heartbreak Tony Kidd for every song. You know, right now there is a Vegas line on the setless game, <laughs> and Heartbreak Tony B does have the best odds right now. Um, but we'll see how the season plays. He got thirty six points. Uh, that's all it took to to win the the Woodlands. Got four right, um, which ended up being Samurai Bismarck, um, Jimmy, and Sexy MF. Um, just to kind of get a sense that those are kind of falling in the right spots. Ended up getting 13 picks right, but did not get the opener or closer again. So, um, yeah, still, still no yeah, opener just, closer. Just so you points. know, opener and closer are big. Not only are they the, the six-point bonus for hitting the song in the spot, but uh, it's an extra four. So that one song alone, if you get the opener, is 10 points. What sucked is uh, poor Slate DMB. He came in second, he or she, sorry, Slate, um, and uh, would have actually won, but overpicked the show by two songs. So had to take, uh. a, had to take a negative six points, and uh, that point those would have put him, uh, put Slate DMB over um, over Heartbreak that, Tony. That did it for me. I I had because it was there were nineteen songs played, which is like two lower than the average. It's, it's a big dip. And uh, I had three extra songs picked, so I lost nine points. That really hurt. That you hurt. Be careful. Yeah, we got to watch out for that that that, that short show. Um, a lot of people got the openers. One Sweet World was the opener. I got fifty nine people got it, so it was kind of a little bit of a predictable uh, opener. Closer, actually, eleven people got. You might die trying. Does that surprise you guys? That surprised song? me. Wow. As the last song, eleven people got that right. That does. I'm, so I threw down the names here on who got it just because shout out to you guys for calling this. I don't know how you did. Either that or suspect these people. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> well, just to be clear, it does lock and you can't do it. it but does. maybe one of these people are in the know. Um, and I, actually, maybe, Matt, maybe you should pronounce the names. Uh, Totify, mm-hmm. Tomalex24, Lackleby48, number 274436 I helped him with logging into the app, by the way, because he discovered a bug. Uh, so I recognize that one. Trippin' Ant, Jenhen27, Eric Chartman, Hellamac, Blaze34, Robo1, and Gangles2000. That would have taken Joe a good 25 minutes to it would through, definitely. by the way. I would have lived just for the first one. Todd, Aoife, we've... Just to, uh, also um, the most um, spots getting them in the right spots was four. Six people got that, and um, among them, the trend was really they got Jimmy in the right spot. So it seems like Jimmy was pretty, pretty you know, the most likely to fall there. And then the most picks, most songs correctly in in the set in general was thirteen from Lil Ant four twenty and um, so much to say thirty three. Both of them got thirteen songs correctly in the set. And they both also spotted zero. Didn't get any of them in the right spot. So wow. these guys, you just got to get the get some of the get the flow down on where you get, where to put them, and you guys could be scoring some major points. Jake, I'm going to throw the Dallas recap to you. You've got a little I, bit of sports background. I, I had a feeling you were. Well, the winner was, uh, if I'm pronouncing this correct, So Me D Ville <laughs> some seventeen. Some oh, devil. some some devil. <laughs> Even Sorry I knew about that. that. That just threw me off there. With uh, 46 points, spotting the so much to say, anyone seen the bridge? Too much run for big points. Oh, that's a big, long, that, That's an 18 point run right there. That, that is massive right there. That is like a 20 0 run in the NBA, yeah. uh, along with a spot of uh, YIM plus 11 other songs picked. Oh. Um, one without picking the opener or the closer. Again, which is interesting. Um, song that Jane likes is a song that uh, fans like picking as an opener because 25 people picked song that Jane likes. And I hope you're sitting down for this. You probably are driving in your car sitting down. Ironically enough, the closers, 40 people picked Rapunzel. Mm. 
But people thought it was coming. It was overdue to come, I guess. Only one person picked the opener and the closer, and that was, if I'm pronouncing this correct, Crew Shami thirty five. Is that correct, Joe? Crush me thirty five. Oh, sorry, I just totally butchered that. Um, <laughs> no spot on the closer, but still sixteen points there. That's uh, not bad, That's and better than one hundred and thirty two players. With just those two picks, hey, wow, like that. that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yes, um, I really don't know how to say this one. Forset, Forset. Okay, twelve twenty-eight had sixteen songs picked. Wow, only five songs that were not played. Wow, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. Sixteen songs that were going to be in the set, and only the only five of the songs he picked were not actually played. Only five. That's crazy. And, and again, that's not the person you want to have in your dart team because he did not hit a single spot on any one Ugh, of them. Harsh. Um, the person you do want to have on your dart team, though, is Joe sixteen or Jo sixteen, perhaps, uh, with five spots. That ain't nice. bad. It's pretty good. That's that's pretty impressive. So. Matthew, who are our leaders so far? Well, we've got our top three. Joe, can you guess who might be at the top of the leaderboard after um, after four shows? All right. Well, the Vegas the Vegas guys, you know, they're not usually that wrong. So I'd have to guess it's got to be Heartbreak Tony B. You're right. You're right. The Heartbreak Kid himself. He's got 124 points. He's averaging 31 points a clip. Uh, he has not hit a single opener or closer. So heads up, once he starts hitting this rhythm. That that thirty one point of show average might go north. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy is the Stephen Curry of the setless game. Let's hope he gets injured. Well, that's not really. Let's not. Really <laughs> oh, oh, man. oh, he God, like drops man. his phone in the toilet. Is that what you're you're hoping? You're you're wishing injury <laughs> on someone. Uh, you want to take a shot at Tony B? Look at maybe hacking his account. You know his phone, his iCloud. Uh, well, I'm hoping I'm hoping for right on his tails, Gray Street Ave. He's right behind with 122 points, only two points behind, and he also he or she also leads um, the most songs picked with uh, 50 songs picked. So I'm hoping Gray Street comes comes in there tight. And a- after those two guys, there's a bit of a drop off down to 110 points. So he's 12 back from second place. Uh, we'll call him Tottenham, but he might as well uh, be also known by his name as Maggard103. Oh, wow. Oh, sorry. Sorry for Spurs out there. Uh, but that's what third place is all about. So Maggard103 at 110 Ooh. points. Uh, y'all are awesome that everybody seems to be so well into this. This is going to be a great season. It really is. Yeah. And uh, most spots right now is can claim this title, Some Devil 17 with nine. And the open ba- opener and closers battle is really close right now. You know, the, the tops are just two of each, two openers or two closers. So we'll be interesting to see who pulls away and, um, and st- takes the opener and closer title. Yeah, so you've got, y'all have got, uh, what, less than two days now to get your picks in for the next show. When's our next show? Our next show is... Tuesday, Oklahoma. Chesapeake Energy Arena in Oklahoma City. Um, yeah, so definitely get your picks in. You can get them in anytime before 7 o'clock local time where the show is being played. So if it's East Coast, right, and the show starts at 8, you can get your picks in until 7 o'clock, basically. Um, and make sure you do that, whether it via the website or via the app. There's some prizes in it for you if you do well, uh, and especially uh, if you do well over the course of the entire year. 
So that'll wrap up our first segment. We're going to take a really brief break here. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the warehouse disc, and we're going to take some uh, listener questions. So thanks for listening. Hang with us. We will be right back.
Okay, welcome back to the second segment of episode 71 of the Ants Podcast. Welcome back. I'm Matt, Jake, and Joe are here. We are going to talk Warehouse 7 slash 10, volume 4, 4.7.6 slash gingerbread Android CD track listing. Jake, why don't you take this away because I don't, I, pretty soon they're going to have to send two packages, one to finish off the title of the, of the damn disc. <laughs> Um, I like this disc. I, I think that, uh, this disc has gone over pretty well too from, from what I've read. So if I'm off a little bit on these, um, on these reviews, um, you know what? Screw you. You're wrong. And I'm right. <laughs> um, it, it, the, the disc starts off with, O uh, acoustic Dave and Tim from that, uh, great show in banger Maine banger. from Hardly 2014. <laughs> um, this is, a, this is a really good O. um, <laughs> There's some O's in 2015 that actually have Dave and Tim with Carter. Um, you know, if you, you might find that a little more uh, pleasing to the ear, but this is a really, really solid O. And then it kind of goes into this uh, nice little run of songs. Joyride from 06, Broken Things, which thank goodness this has finally been released. This is the first Broken Things release. And then a Sweet Up and Down from 2007. It's actually the second Sweet Up and Down release from 2007. Um this is just my opinion. You guys might differ on this. I actually like the 07 sweet up and sweet up and downs, or is it sweets up and down? How's this go again? It's like attorneys general. Mm. I was getting confused, but anyway, I like the 07 versions better than the 2000. That's me. I don't. I don't know if you guys have a preference. I do like the 07s. I Matt will abstain. I like the originals. I, I think the song is. It's not a good song. It's just a, it's a rare song. It's it's Lily White session connected, so it's romanticized. Um, but no, I like the originals the best. I don't think it's gotten any better. Or the Dave and, or the Dave and Friends versions. I, I kind of dig it. Um, that Joyride in particular, I I really really like. And there's some cool things that um, happens in the the woo parts in the middle of the song where um, uh, both uh, all actually all three Butch plays in, in one of the parts and. Uh, Roy plays in one of the parts and Rashawn plays in one of the parts, just kind of accenting the crowd going woo. I really, really, really like that version of Joyride. That probably is going to be my favorite uh, released one so far, at least. Um, after that is, is Joe M's favorite song, I Did It. Mm-hmm. Um, Love it. And, and you know what? This is what we talked about like a month ago. I said, you know what? The, the ones with Tim are pretty good, actually. And guess what? This was pretty freaking good. I can't believe I'm even saying that, but it I can't is. either. I really, I, I really can't believe I just said that. Uh, I can't believe I'm going to say this either. I actually like the space between a lot. I think this episode, Jake. Do you know that we record and we broadcast these and save I, them? I, I don't. I'm, I, I smell toast. Am I having a stroke? <laughs> what, what is going on? This, this is too much because the space between is really good. It's got a great ending. There's a little guitar kind of doodling by dave they left in on the mix that's really really cool and then there's a seek up yeah that is just kind of crazy um it, it starts off a little it seems like uh that rashawn and, and roy are trying to kind of find their jam a little bit at the beginning um dave's voice is just a little bit scratchy but it kind of plays into it kind of cool it happens like that the gorge sometimes but the end of it like basically from like the 12 minute mark on it's just money just oh it's mint pure mint, mint. that's it for the first seven and then if you're in forever like uh, a lot of us are you get shotgun from 
uh, Seville in 2006 that all three of us were at, um, yes. a beloved fan favorite. So um, that's one for the fans. And then two kind of rare ones, uh, Don't Burn the Pig and Granny, both from the same show at uh, Bristow, Virginia, which uh, ironically enough, I actually happened to be at that show with my blind friend, Matt. But we won't go into Jake's story time because it really will take too long. Um, so it's a solid, sure? solid disc. <laughs> I'm ready to queue it up if you want to go there. Uh, all right, go on. You know, I will say quickly, though, that uh, my blind friend Matt and I did go to that show kind of last your second. warm milk, the <laughs> Afghan on the couch, and curl up next to the fire for another episode of Storytime with Grandpa Jake. <laughs> I'm sorry See? to interrupt, Jake. Go ahead. I feel compelled to say something now. I just, I just you already to. were. I just, yeah, I had to jump in. Well, me and my blind friend Matt, who happens to be blind, as you may recall, um, he and I actually went to that show. And the thing that really stood out to me the most about that show was the fact that these we were in the lawn and the speaker on the left side of the lawn blew out during Lion Our Graves. Mm. So right as kind of this the solo started for Boyd, it was just repeating a buzzing sound just bzz, 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 for the entire duration of his jam up until halfway through the the reprise of i can't believe we could lie in our graves it you're sure, you're sure it wasn't boyd playing yeah as opposed <laughs> no, to no it, it wasn't you heard the pop and everything okay you just heard check. the speaker just and just go and i was like oh my god and my blind friend matt's like you know, I might be blind, but I'm pretty sure that damn speaker. Yeah, just blew out. he was wishing he was <laughs> deaf that day. Exactly. <laughs> I'll trade. Exactly. Like this is not working at all. So there you have it. Quick story time. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go ahead. Um, it's it's a really good disc. Um, if you are uh, if you are in the warehouse, I'm sure you appreciate it and. I really kind of like that little run in the middle, Joyride, Broken Things, and Sweet Up and Down. I think those songs really go nicely together, kind of bang, bang, bang. The other, the other item that comes with the uh, the disc, though, is a little uh, DMV tote, right? Yes, so you get a little tote bag with it. And as more people are approaching their 10-year anniversary, I believe it's 10-year anniversary, more people are getting the uh, ticket book, uh, which is actually pretty cool. 15-year. So uh, 10 15 whatever it takes i'm just never good at math um <laughs> but yeah you you'll get the ticket book and the ticket book's actually pretty cool and i use mine i got mine a year late but whatever at least i got it yep maybe so you don't nice. know what maybe you don't know what year warehouse member you are i know exactly when i signed up i signed up two days after uh it started well there you go so there was a little delay or i would have been a day one person hmm. yeah well, as always, we have some excellent listener questions um, that we want to dive into. Jake, do you have one to take off with? I, I do, and this is um, from uh, is that an I at the end of this? Delhi, which is at D L Dells S Dells uh, at Ants Marching, should devote an entire Ants podcast to show stories. Some great untold stories about attending shows there. I bet uh, maybe after the tour, and really, it's just going to be my little, you know. Story time with Grandpa Jake over and over again. <laughs> what do you got, Matt? That. Uh, exactly. So, Matt, uh, CSC, uh, C, uh, or Cliveson or C. Liveson 14 asks, Ants, do you think it's time to move away from tapers 
and into a bootleg system like Pearl Jam, hashtag Ann's podcast. Uh, two-parter, part one, no. Not move away from tapers. And if you anyone's heard any of the tapes so far this year, they've been kind of ridiculous. Like, are those guys plugged into the soundboard good? Like, like, good? like inconceivable. I yeah. mean, just... Yeah, it's exceptional. We got we to make inconceivable a drinking game. I'm drinking to that. There you go. Don't let me stop you. Um, so, but but the but the the implication is, do we into a bootleg system? I, I would assume you mean the band goes ahead and kicks out official releases of every show. Um, I would say that's a, another no, because I think we get the best of both worlds here. If you if the band goes ahead and does every show, you're not going to get the level of polish to each show. Right, so you're gonna have releases that are, uh, you know, you can get them, but um, well, they're gonna be two tracks probably. They're just gonna right. Be, I mean, that's all Pearl Jam's are. They're just little two tracks. And you're and you're gonna cut out the taping community, which really got this band where it was. Really, really helped them along the way. But you'd also you'd, I don't know that you'd cut out the taping community. Well, I mean, I'm oh. looking. I'm looking. <laughs> yeah, at, you would. I'm looking at the question, right? I don't know about that either, but I'm looking. Do you think we should move away oh, from tapers? Meaning right? they'll they'll stop allowing taping. Correct. That's the way I uh, read that. Uh, um, and, and on top of that, especially this year, the releases that the band's putting out, live tracks, thirty seven, things like that. I'd rather they focus their production efforts on things like that, and 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 allow the tapers to continue to um, release the you know day to day shows. I, I agree, and, and in fact, I'll go as far as to say it, it just simply will never happen. No. You're not going to see not at this stage. DMB. Yeah, they're not going to do what Pearl Jam does. They're co- two completely different bands. Yeah, especially since DMB has not yet played Vitology. Yeah, they haven't. They have not. They haven't played Versus Vitology. Nothing. I. I they certainly you, can't do ten. There's yeah, no you way. You told us last podcast that they're not going to do the full album ten. <laughs> yeah, there's no. There's just no way. <laughs> Joe, do you have a question? No. Um, I think I do. Um, is this Michelle Calvert? Calvay. No, Calvay. <laughs> Calvay. Michelle. Uh, Calvay. Actually, it's uh, Michael. Yeah, thanks, Michael. Uh, Red Dirt Forty One uh, says, uh, "And it's marching now that Charlottesville is in the books. Where do you rank it against all your DMB experiences?" Hashtag Ants Podcast. Hashtag Free Dodo. Um, good question. Um, hard to say. I guess. Um, it's in the. It's gotta be. You know. It's not gonna be my top. Not gonna be in my bottom. Is is what I would say. I think it's going to be in the the upper middle. Upper middle, where I put it. You guys have any thoughts? <sighs> well, I think you know. I, it's I, not the best Charlottesville show I've ever. Exactly seen. what I was gonna was ranking against too. Was thinking it against six, nine, ten. Um, was it twelve? Yeah. Twelve. I, I, yeah. yeah. It's just- it's it there there were some pretty epic Charlottesville shows in there. Um but it's a good show, I think, and it's better than most shows. So I was happy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um so I I'd, I'd put it in the upper middle. I would agree with that as well. I think the thing that's gonna be most memorable that we look back upon it is gonna be seeing the debuts of the those three songs, uh, the three quote unquote new songs. I think that's the thing that's gonna stand out to me the most. Yes. Probably even more than the encore. Yep. Yeah, I think that we'll look back on that as um, as a pretty big highlight. Uh, Jake, you got a question? I do. It's from Ben uh, Al's house, which is at uh, Ben underscore Al's house, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, uh, asking uh, with the hashtag Ants Podcast. With regard to question about fans voting for set lists, he's uh, referring to a question that 
happened last week in the podcast, which essentially said, do you think that they'll ever let fans vote and decide what to release? And we were kind of like, hell no. Wasn't Live Tracks uh, 19 via Rio a show whose set list was developed by a fan? Well, yes, it was actually. Um, oh, it was. It, but it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just love how you set these things up, Jake. It's like, here, here it comes. It's. Kind of brace yourselves. Here comes a Jake. But story. this is a this is a pretty interesting little. I'm not saying it's not. Hey, when did I say it wasn't interesting? Most of Jake's stories are not interesting. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm sorry. Go. What, I'm, Jake? I'm sorry. <laughs> what? What? Uh, tell. I mean, yeah. What's what's the deal with um, uh, uh, Viva Rio? What? <laughs> and now on with the countdown. <laughs> Um, well, first off, uh, he's referring to uh, Rodrigo, who's someone that, uh, that the three of us know very well. And you guys all probably know he's from DMB Brazil. That's a little bit different because he's, a, not, a, he's not a typical fan. Right. He's not a typical fan. This was a show in another country. And Dave literally said, I really don't know what the fans want to hear at this show. And also – Dave and Rodrigo are actually friends. I mean, Dave has friends all around the world, and Dave and Rodrigo are friends. It's not a secret. Um, so I think that's a little bit different because that was sort of a different circumstance. Um, Dave, generally speaking, knows what fans, for the most part, want to hear at shows sometimes, mm-hmm. every once in a while. Um, not in Houston. But <laughs> I, I, think, I, I think that you know it's, it's just not going to happen. Am I right? Uh- well, Rodrigo is a level fan. He's not going to make a set list that is like, you know, all <laughs> before the credit streets one by one, then add in, you know, I don't know, add in a whole bunch of people, people and you know, spotlight and stuff like that. It's, he's realistic. Um, so it's not, you know, when we talk about, hey, could could fans vote for a set list in? If, we, if you open it up to fans to vote a set list in, it's going to turn into something unrealistic. Right. Absolutely. I think it's yeah. going to be just a disaster. How about another question? Yeah. What do you got, Joe? Oh, me? Yeah. I mean, um, oh, I, got an, I got the easy name ones here. Will Sinclair. Yeah, we did long, that on purpose. <laughs> a longtime caller uh, at Sinclair Will says, Ants Marching, now that the tour is upon us, what are your favorite tailgate games? Uh, what do your friends play or what do your other friends play? Hashtag Ants Podcast. Hashtag Joe Say Chickapig. Um, yes. Um, yes. You might see Chickapig actually out on uh, out at some of the stops this tour. Um, stay tuned to our Twitter on that. Um, but tailgate games, ugh, I mean, I'll I'll go for any tailgate game. Um, clearly, cornhole or bags or whatever you want to call it is um, a pretty much a go-to. Um, I like I like some of the frisbee tailgate games, uh, which I can never know, remember the names of them. But uh, I like the frisbee with the cups on on the on the poles. Also a favorite one, and uh, maybe a little bit of beer pong. A little bit of beer pong. Matt, you got any tailgate favorite games? Uh, I like flip cup. How about that? Yeah, a little mixing up, a little flip, flip cup. cups. Are good. I mean, you said beer pong at, at Siena College. We called it Beirut. I don't know if that was technically accurate, but it's what we called it. Yeah. Jake, you probably never played a tailgate game in your life. Uh, I actually am not allowed to play cornhole because I'm simply too good at it. I, I really I, – I, the gift that I have for cornhole is, is absolutely ridiculous. I, I believe that, Jake. I, I do believe that. Uh, Joe, you can attest to this in 2012 in Seaville in that parking lot of that hotel that's no longer there, by the way. 
Do you guys realize that that hotel that dump that we stayed at in 2010 is no longer across the street from from uh, JPJ? I did. Yeah. So actually, I didn't actually look at it, but I was told by everybody uh, it's gone. Yeah. There's, there's there's the new there's a new top favorite spot now. It's moved. Yes, but anyway, we sat there in that parking lot in 2012, and I dominated in cornhole. Did you beat me? Yes, of course I beat you. <laughs> I don't recall this. We'll have to have a rematch. Matt, you got a question? Yeah, uh, J.M. Sheppy, and I'm going to pronounce his name right, because every time Joe says it, he says Shippy, but it's clearly an E. <laughs> J.M. Sheppy 41, he asks, Ants, if you could give one official live release as the only DMV music to someone to introduce them to the band. Which live release would that be? Hashtag Ants Podcast. Joe, we were talking about this very topic uh, ad nauseum over the last We kept studio week. albums, but now this is mixing it up into live releases. This right? is very easy for me. Oh, yeah? Very really? easy. It's just, I mean, it's, it's Red Rocks for me. Mm. It is. I'm, I, it's quintessential. Do you remember what I told you I picked? Uh, I, bet you won't remember. I bet you won't remember. A live release. No. I said if um, if the if you're gonna give it to uh, somebody that introduce them to a band if they are a musician I would recommend Live at Luther. Ooh, that is a good mm, one. But I mean, is, introduce them so, to the band. Yeah, mm-hmm, I would. I think as a, as a musician, I think you they'll, you can actually really appreciate how good that album is. Joe, somebody on Periscope, Jennifer just asked which Red Rocks. Do I really need to? Oh my God! Do I really need to answer that, <laughs> Jennifer? Which Red on. Rocks? Je- Jennifer, Jennifer, Jennifer. Seriously, seriously. <laughs> it's like wants- it's like which Michael Jordan is a better basketball player, <laughs> Michael Jordan or the guy who's in Rocky or in Apollo or whatever. <laughs> oh my God! Oh boy. Um, I'm sorry, got- Jennifer, but that you've set yourself up for that one. She just gonna, wanted to. Make, she just wanted to clarify. Come on, man. Just to make sure, you know, in case there's anybody out there wondering. Oh my gosh, um, uh. you you guys are both going to hate this, but if you want to introduce someone to the band right this very second, I would give them Live Tracks 28 because at least that's the band that's there now. Well, I'm working on such a question, Jake. I need to deal with this this very question, not necessarily live. Right, but I'm working on this very but topic. I, I think that if you're going to introduce someone that potentially could go see a live show, I, I would give them something with the what is commonly called as the DMB 3.0. And of those, I, I would certainly not give them Live Tracks 32 with the ladies. I wouldn't no, wish that on anybody. No um, I, I would, as much as I love uh, the Alpine release from last year, I would probably give them Charlottesville. Of of uh, 2010, Live Tracks 28. I, I think that's the one that really could kind of show what they're all about in a in a full band setting, uh, a full show, not the acoustic. I, I think that's the one to do. I think that's that's actually pretty smart thinking there. Um, I think <laughs> how you like that. I think I think mine's pretty valid too. Still, um, yeah. Because hey hey, there's this great band called Dave Matthews Band. Listen to the lead singer <laughs> and the guy who doesn't talk play guitars <laughs> it's a good it's a good intro it's a good intro um but yeah I, I i get i get that that's a little bit off off the chart but i just think as a musician if you're a musician you, you'll really really dig that album all right jake you got a question i do it's from joshua uh, Shermer at at jay sherms he asked uh, at ants marching how did you guys get soundboards of Seville 2009? Hashtag Ants Podcast. Referring to 
the party that we threw at Mono Loco. Don't you worry for your little head about that. There, we have Joshua. to kill everybody. That, if we tell them, we have to kill everybody that's listening to the podcast, right? Don't you, don't you worry about it. You just sit back and you listen. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got for us, Matty? Uh, Joey Castro at Joey Bats 5. I like Joey Castro. Ask Ants, how? Oh, pardon me one second. I've got... Uh, I've got Dog issues, apparently. We've got a, a battle brewing. There's some jealousy right now. Yeah, give us the play-by-play. What's well, happening? Really play-by-play. what happens is I've got floor seats here, and I've only got one, and there are two people who want the ticket. And so I had to bounce them both, actually. I bounced uh, them both. Neither gets the ticket. I did. <laughs> by, so, by the way, just real quick, speaking of animals, pro tip, if you're going to start the dryer, uh, make sure there's not a cat in there. And if you hear something banging around, you want to flip that thing open really quick. Um, we, we had a little incident earlier that I put on mute uh, during this podcast, but everything's fine now. The cat's fine. Everything's cool. <laughs> I wish so you little... could see, I wish you could see Matt's face on Periscope right now. <laughs> that damn thing's not going in there again, though. That learned lesson learned. <laughs> I would hope not. She's pretty dumb though. <laughs> anyway, uh, Joey nice. Bats asks us, how did this not make some devil? And they, and, and, and hashtag ends podcast and Joey links us to the YouTube video for cigarette lit. Uh, we've talked about. This song before it's one of the songs Matt's that I want to hear. This. Matt's in love with this. Song. Love this song. It's great. It was recorded in some devil sessions. Uh, ready to go in the can. Like songs ready. Uh, don't know why it never came out. It, it was. I think Dave talked about it briefly once and said it was too large for some devil. Okay. Said it felt felt like it was more of a full band DMB. Well, song. take taken at his word. Where the hell is it? I could not agree more. So there you go. Something a little interesting is during the Wichita show, I think it was Wichita, um, Dave made reference to uh, pregnant pause. Yeah, but he's used that a few times, saying things like that. It's a common phrase he's used. So I, I know that that's pregnant pause refers to the actual first time that some devil was played live, the only time, which was a partial in, in London, England. And mm-hmm. he mentioned it as a pregnant pause. But he's actually used that phrase before. I think it's just a little common thing that he says. And cool. I wouldn't even say it's even a, a play. I mean, it certainly was just a tease. Um, whether he was doing it on purpose or not, who knows? That London show, right? You're, you're talking about... Cigarette Lit? Oh. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, you, you had said some devil. I think you meant Cigarette Lit off of... Oh. You know, the sun My bad. Session. No problem. Joe, You, I think we got time well, for one more question, right? Actually, can I throw in one really, really quick? Matt, this is the one we were talking about before. Really? I finally what? found. This is, this is my fault for not adding it in there. <laughs> uh, Dan Simon at uh, Spider at KU, or as Joe M would say, Spider Aku, <laughs> asks, uh, uh, what is the longest Ants Marching has gone without being played? Are we approach? Are we approaching that it has not been played this week? Um, Dan, believe it or not, in 1998, Ants Marching was actually kind of rare. It was not played very often at all. Um, it happens. This, even though the band's played it a billion times, it just sometimes falls out and it doesn't get played. And I just thought that was an interesting question because you would think that you know, a song like that, oh my god, they play it all the time. Well, guess what? They haven't played two step either. Oh, so remember in like 90, what year was it? They got so sick of what would you say? They just stopped. It was actually 94. Right. When they, when they first, when it first came out as a single and they, they were out in California, they played it early and they realized that people left 
the show after they played it. And they're like, no, screw this. We're not going to be known as the, the band that only plays the radio songs and people like it, which is so funny now because everybody hates their radio songs. How long do you think it would have to be between Joe seeing shows where it would be considered him liberated to go to a show? <laughs> like maybe six? <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, but uh, here's, here's, be less than here's, that, but... here's a tough Thursday trivia question for you. What oh. year has the least number of ants marching plays? Ooh. Well, after I just said it, I'm going to hope it's 1998, but it's probably not. Um, uh, okay, I'll stay with 1998. There's no way you wrote that query just now. Do you know, do you know Matt? I do not. 2011. Ooh. Ooh. Fork and the, fork, because it, because the because, B-side to Spoon and Spoon, just he called that. Because it was a caravan year, and they didn't play that many shows. Oh, you dirty sneaky. I told you it was oh. a little tough trivia one. That's ridiculous. <laughs> oh. Gotcha on that one. Caravan, um, huh? Caravan badge, maybe. Yep. Um, last one? One more? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One more. All right, Aaron Johnson, you get to close the show with us tonight um, at AJ underscore foosball. Um, do you guys want to mispronounce that for me? Fussball. Okay, thank you. Yeah. And uh, it says, at Ants Marching, why doesn't Big Whiskey get more love? To me, it felt like the band's return after three mediocre albums. Hashtag Ants Podcast. Hashtag Grux. Um, you don't think it gets enough love? Do you guys think it's underloved? I think it's overhated. Yeah, I think it's overhated. I think that the whole, oh, it's been played too much um, thing has affected it. And I think that's really unfortunate. But I think that's really what it comes down to is it just, it got played so much for the last, uh, you know, six, seven years that it's to the point now where fans are kind of um, over it in a bit. And that's really unfortunate because, like you guys have said, it's a good album. I like yeah. it. I like it. Love Big Whiskey. I like Big Whiskey a hell of a lot more than I like Away From The World. Loads more. See, really, I actually like Away From The World better. Um, yeah. I thought they wasted but, Lily White as a producer on Away From The World, too. I like Away From The World better. Um, but I, I actually might be falling into this bucket that we're talking about myself, where just the overplayedness of it, or just getting played a lot, um, affects the judgment. Um, and that may be the case for me with Big Whiskey too. But I, I actually, I, I actually enjoy the songs. I would, I would rank them up there. I do think Away the World, Away from the World, is better. Uh, um, I skipped so many tracks on that album. On which like, one? Really? Broke, broken things, and then what do I want to listen to? Really, really nice. And then you don't like uh, sweet? Not particularly. Oh, I like sweet. Not anymore. Well, like only that. ones, only ones I, I like- skip. I think are Belly Full and and um, Mercy. Gaucho's yeah. bad too. Yeah, I like Gaucho. Oof. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not crazy about Gaucho. I really, I really like the end of it though. I mean, the whole um, rooftop, uh, snow outside, and um, drunken soldier. I really like those three. I like the end of drunken soldier. I, I mean, that's half of the half the opinion of the ME songs is you like the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's just me. You know, some people like tops, some people like bottoms. So, <laughs> okay. Are we talking about the same thing? Okay. Uh, close enough to the end where I can edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, you guys got anything to add before we wrap this up, put a bow on this? 
We got uh, what's what's the shows looking like coming coming up this week? I know we mentioned Matt uh, that it's going to be uh, Oklahoma City on Tuesday. Yeah, and I closed the window out, so that's all I know. Um, uh, we've got Oklahoma City coming up. I've actually pulled up the DMB Hub app to read what's nice. going on. We have uh, Oklahoma City. Then the next day, they're actually in Little Rock, actually North Little Rock, uh, Arkansas, or Arkansas, as Joanne would say. And then on Friday, they're at Riverbend, the home of Halloween, to play Riverbend. And then on uh, Saturday, they are uh, at Blossom. Yep. You think River? You think Riverbend's gonna get Halloween again? They own Halloween. I know, but at some point it's gotta. The trend's gotta stop. No. Why? I don't if know. We'll see. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. If you want to hear Halloween, get go to Riverbend. Cincy. Yeah. Joke. Until we until we just jinxed it now. Give <laughs> Give Blossom a stroke for me. I miss that venue. I love that venue, and I will not be at that venue. I will. I will. I miss it. Oh well. Well, Joe, uh, let us know how the Joe M tour goes. Um, we're anxiously awaiting your updates, hopefully cell service. By the way, we're announcing here on this podcast, 2017, Ants is going to be doing a Ants mobile network and coming up oh. with their own cell service. Just in time for, just in time for no tours. No tours. Yes. And, and it's only going to work on iPhones, so sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oops. Anyway, uh, that's going to put it uh, to a wrap here for Ants Podcast 71. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We, uh, we love all your Periscopers hanging out. Everybody on Twitter asking questions. It's awesome. Um, thanks for everybody downloading the DMB Hub app. Tell a friend. Um, download it. It's free. There's no excuse not to. Get updates, set list game, um, personal stats, all kinds of fun stuff. Push messages. So when you download the app, accept the push messages. If you need to turn them off later, you can, but accept them because there's a lot of cool stuff that you get, a lot of news you stay up on, uh, pro tip, things like that. So, again, thanks for listening to the Ants Podcast. We love you all. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. Visit AntsMarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the Internet. Show downloads, tour central, personal show stats, and set list game, and so much more. AntsMarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB.